Hey guys, Jonathan Price here today with Pastor Rebecca Acker. Hey y'all. And what is today's episode going to be about today? So we are going to talk about worship today. Uh, worship is something that um, a lot of people love in the church and and it's what we're called to do. It's who we're called to be. We're called to be worshipers. And uh, we're going to talk about, I guess, what worship looks like and I guess just kind of bounce around some things uh, regarding that topic. And, um, and yeah, excuse me. Do you want to start us off with anything? Um, I was going to say with worship and everything, worship doesn't just have to be with music and everything. Worship's just praising God, you know, giving Him the glory and giving Him the honor and, of who He is and everything. That's exactly right. I was telling um, some kids last night that worship is a lifestyle. And so some of the sweetest worship that you could ever give is just obedience to God. Like every time you choose God over yourself, or over the flesh... All right, that's worship to him, you know, and some people think, well, like Jonathan was saying, well, worship is just when we get in and we sing songs and absolutely not, you know, your, your whole life and, and your communication with God and everything, that's, that is worship. Um, and it's something that, that uh, we, we are created to worship God. That is something that we are created to do. And I also know that, you know, specifically in the house of God, I know that there's, a lot of hardship when it comes to worship because some people don't feel comfortable. Like I grew up in a church that was very rigid, very cold. And so uh, if you clapped, people looked at you, you know, after things. And I remember as a young person, and I guess it's just something that the, the Holy Spirit stirred in me or moved in me. Like even though I was in a very rigid church, I really didn't care. Like I I wanted to harmonize with my voice. I wanted to lift my hands up in the air, and I did. You know, even if I was the only one doing it, you know. And that's not to brag on myself. It was just to say it was a desire of my heart to to worship, and uh, and I remember you know churches that I've that I've been in. Um, some of them you know uh, were very expressive in worship. Some not so much. But I know how hard it is when you come from a background where there's not a lot of freedom to express in worship. It can be hard when you step into a spirit filled environment or a spirit filled church, and then it can be intimidating because you look around and. You got people running up and down the aisles, and you got people shouting and yelling and screaming, and and uh, people will tell you. Anybody that knows me today will tell you that I'm very expressive in worship. I love to dance. I love to shout. I just I love worship, and uh, and, and everything. And so, yeah. Um, but Jonathan, what about you? What kind of worshiper are you? Um, I would say at first when I was growing up in church and everything, it was I almost felt other people condemning me for like. You know, if you were expressive and everything, it was, you know, this type type of worship where you just stand there, hands crossed, you sing, and then you sit down, and then you listen to the every Sunday 30-minute sermon, and you know, it's over with and everything. But I'd say now that I've just, you know, just discovering my purpose more, understanding about who God is more, and just, you know, living in His presence more and everything, I'm more of like the very expressive type of worshiper too, like, I'll just... It just I'll start clapping, jumping. Like sometimes I want to run, just run around the church in circles. And you know I haven't done it yet, but I know one day I'm just gonna run. It's just I don't know. It, I have to be moving. That's the kind of worshiper I would say I am. And it's taken a while to understand the freedom in that because you know when you're always condemning everything, you think I'm not free. I can't do this. You can worship however you want to worship. If you want to worship, just stand in there singing. Do that. If you want to jump and run, do that. If you want to shout, clap, and scream, do it. You know, what, whatever, you know, is your way of worship. 
it's you know you have the freedom to worship however absolutely well and and i think for people that struggle with that struggle with worship like i want to be more free i want to go to the next level but how do i do that so i say everything and really everything in life goes back to your relationship with god and uh are you pursuing god on a deeper level you know are you and i hate to say it but i'm going to be real i mean are you you know, flipping open for five minutes, flipping open to a random verse and read it real quick and then pop up a, a 60 second prayer to God and then go throughout your day and that's it. That's not, um, that's not going to be an intimate person. That's not an intimate pursuit. You know, um, you make time for God, you know, God, God wants us to spend time with him and just be with him. And, and, and it's so rewarding. Like I, I, when I don't, you know, I've gotten to where I like to spend at least an hour um, to an hour and a half, really, uh, in in devotion, you know, before I start work and in devotion time. And I understand that things are different. I mean, people have kids and people have, have you know, jobs and, and things like that. But I'm telling you, the more time that you really take to read the Word, to worship, to listen to God, you know, to talk to Him, um, you really crave more of it. I mean, you you love it, and it becomes very precious time. And I can tell you right now, the days that I don't, if something happens and I don't have that time with the Lord, my whole day's off. It just feels off. It's thrown off, and I'm like, and and then you know, I'm like, I gotta, I'll, I'll go out walking at night. I'm like, I gotta spend time with God because you begin to understand how much your spirit needs it. It, I mean, you need God. I mean, we don't talk about that enough. We we need. God. We were created to be the image of God. We were birthed out of love from God. All right. So uh, we need him. We need that connection. That's what our life, that's what everyday life is about. And if you're somebody who is, is um, nervous or hesitant, (coughs) excuse me, and uh, they don't know how to go to a deeper place, I say, work on your relationship with God. And when I say work, I don't mean, you know, in a stressful way. I mean, just spend more time with him um, in listening to him. Don't overcomplicate a relationship with God. All right, I think we, we we do that a lot. We make things too hard. We think, oh, well, I gotta I gotta read this amount of scripture and I gotta do this and I gotta do that and and well, God didn't speak to me. I'm doing something wrong. I'm not praying right or da 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 da. And that's not it. You know, a relationship with God is 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 something that is it's peaceful. It's intimate. It's wonderful. It's um it's 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 great. I mean, it's it's air. I mean, the, it really, a relationship with God really becomes air. And the more that you, time you spend with him, you realize you cannot live without him. And the more intimacy, okay, intimacy is huge. The more intimacy you have with God, the more expressive you're going to be in worship. The more you grow to love him, receive his love for you, the more you're going to want to express that in worship. And here's what I'm going to tell you, all right? At some point... You know, you're going to have to decide that God is more important to you than people. Because when you're in a sanctuary and you can't, oh, what are they going to think of me? What? It don't matter. It doesn't matter what people think about you. That worship moment is between you and God. And it is you enjoying him. And so it doesn't matter what people think. You know, I, whenever I, I worship, a lot of times I like to envision it's, it's me and God in a room and it's no one else. That's why I, I'm not afraid to dance or shout or twirl or whatever because it's not about the other people in the room. 
Although you're worshiping in a corporate as a corporate body, it starts with you expressing and exclaiming your love for the Lord and 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 your love for His Spirit and meditating on who God is that He's awesome. I'll tell you, I've said this before. I said this in another podcast. Learning the names of God will will that'll bring some fire because. When you learn his names, you learn who he is. Not he's. It's not just God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. It's he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the Lion of Judah. He's the Bread of Life. He is um, the Light of the World. He's Provider. He's the God who sees me. He is uh, the the God of Peace. He's the Lord of Hosts. When you begin to learn his character through his names, it's a completely. There's just so many things that that the that 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 um. Just help create that worship experience. But all of it goes back to a more intimate relationship with God, the more intimacy that you can experience with God. Because I think a lot of people have, they'll spend time with God, but there's not a lot of intimacy there, you know, and and and, and the closeness. Um, and I think that's where where people struggle and, they, and they, they feel dry and maybe feel like, well, you know, I can't lift my hands or I don't want to lift my hands. And... Another thing, worship is not, this is huge, okay? We've talked about not being emotion-led. Worship is not based on emotions. Pastor has said this before. You've got two ends of the spectrum. you got people that don't want to worship at all, like they're like statues and, you know. And then you've got people on the complete opposite end that they're like, you know, take your shirt off and wave it around your head like a helicopter, like they're crazy, foaming at the mouth, whatever, you know. Um, and, and the thing is, is while, while worship is free, you are free to express yourself. There is right order that comes with worship. You know, you don't ever want worship to be out of control, out of the Holy Spirit's control. You know, you don't want to like bring in a a basket of squirrels and start throwing squirrels at people. And this is worship, you know, no, it's not, you know, I mean, you have to have some order in the house, um, with it, so there is some, there is some control and some order that comes in the house with worship. Um, what <coughs> what are your thoughts, Jonathan? Um, something that came to mind really is sometimes we almost can box up God to how you know mm-hmm. we want it to be and stuff. Like in, in a sense, you can almost feel that next level of worship. You know, you feel when you want to move and stuff, but then we're like, ah, nope, I won't do it. I'll just stand here and stuff. And sometimes it takes, you know. Taking that step, you know, yes. you can't box, can't box God up. If He's saying move, move. If He's saying jump, jump. You know, and I think another thing is, um, as well as your worship can free other people. Absolutely. Because you know, they people can say, "Oh, look at this freedom they're finding in God and everything, and worshiping Him." Let me, let me be at that place and everything. And I think we can, we can free people through our worship because you know, just showing. God the praise and everything. Two things he said that were really good. Um, taking a step. And I was sometimes, forgive me, sometimes I go in circles when I talk or I go different places. But taking a step, like I was saying before, you're going to have to get over people looking at you because it's not about them. You know, sometimes you're just going to have to say, I don't care if you're the only one in the room. If you're the only one in the room and you're like, I'm going to have my time with God. I'm going to worship God. And if nobody else worships God, Okay, that's their choice. I'm going to worship God. And I, I'm not going to, because because here's the thing. God is worthy, period, of worship. Regardless of how you feel, of what you think, of what people say, He is worthy. 
All right, he's worthy to be worshipped because he's God, because of who he is. Not not even going into his character, but just because he's God and he's the supreme being, he deserves worship. There's never going to be a day, a moment, a minute, a second that he does not deserve our worship and he does not deserve to be adored. All right, um, but a lot of times we want to uh, operate in emotion and be like, "Well, I just don't feel it. I'm not feeling anything." You know, when I worship God, I'm not feeling tingly feeling or I'm not feeling, you know, goosebumps or I'm not feeling this. Or it can even be like, oh, well, I didn't get much sleep last night, so I'm tired, so I don't feel like God. Is that what you're going to say to him? If God was sitting in front of you and and he said, why didn't you worship me today? You're really going to look him in the face and be like, I was too tired to, really? Because he wasn't too tired to walk up a hill and carry a cross for you and be crucified for your sin. Sure, that was really, really tiring. Sure, he wanted to quit and give up during that, but he didn't. You know, I mean, he didn't, you know, imagine Jesus looking at us, you know, when it comes to our salvation and redemption and just saying, I didn't do it, man, because I was just too tired. Thank God he didn't say that. And so I'm not going to tell him that. I'm not going to take a day off and say, I'm just too tired to worship you today. Absolutely not. And and <clears throat> And again, you know, Sometimes people will experience things in worship. You know, I'll take myself, for example. There are times where, a lot of times where I worship, and um, and I will get chills. I will get chills. I mean, I, I, there are times where I know that the Holy Spirit is in, the, is, is in the room and is moving. But then there are times where I worship, and I don't. Mm-hmm. There's some Sundays where I don't feel a doggone thing, yep. and, but I worship anyway. Mm-hmm. Because worship is my expression of my love for God. And if God decides to speak to me through that, Amen. If he decides to give me a physical feeling with that, amen. Is he required to do that? Absolutely not. He's not. And and that's what we can't base it on um on feeling. It's like this like and this is just a whole nother bag of tricks. But it's like the churches with the whole learning your heavenly language, you know, speaking in tongues where they grab people's mouths and flap speak it! Speak it! You know, I mean and trying to make people do stuff and manipulate. You know, when you get into uh, uh, being very, very emotional and stuff like that, when you don't feel that, then you're going to try to manipulate things. And, and, and worship is not meant to be manipulated. So, you know, it's a, there's a lot there uh, with worship. But, I mean, you just, you got to, who do you love more? You love people around you or do you love God? You know, so what if nobody else? So what if, and here's what I'm going to say, so what if your spouse sees you lift their hands, that that may be the very thing that makes them lift their hands. So what if your kids see you? Because he's right. Freedom. You Other people can be free by your worship. Other people can. I remember when I was at Clemson Prez in college, there was a woman there, and her name was Sara. She was from England. And uh, I would watch her. I would watch her in worship. She was so free. And she would stand down at the front and she would just I mean it's almost like somebody was playing bongos it was great because she would just move and dance and stuff like that and this was in a Presbyterian church you know that and and where a lot of people didn't but I remember watching her and I remember thinking man she's so free um and it just really blessed me a lot what you got Jonathan still thinking honestly just still thinking thinking, just Mm -hmm. taking it all in Mm -hmm. just thinking Something's coming. I'm just waiting. There's one. So, you know, I've testified to this earlier. I think I have in a, in a podcast. But <clears throat> during quarantine, my my worship was completely transformed because I found 
worship leaders that I really connect with. And um, Bethel, whew, ridiculous. Um, I talk about her all the time. I'm sure people are tired of hearing it. But uh, Stephanie Gretzinger, I discovered her. And when I tell you, that transformed my relationship with God, just the worship. Her lyrics are very, very raw and real. And she's very free when she worships. Like, that's what I love about her videos and her songs. Because when she worships, I mean, sometimes she'll just sit there and just, you know, yeah. like, hey, you know. And she'll she'll speak in tongues or she'll do whatever or she'll just... And, and, and all of it's from the heart and all of it's to glorify God. And it's just a whole different experience. Um, and one of, so one of my favorite songs, okay, shout out to some Bethel people out there. Not that you need it because you're famous, but it's, there's one that I love to worship to. And it's, um, it's called Crying Out and it has Yahweh in parentheses, but it's Stephanie Gretzinger and Amanda Cook. And what I love about it is, the freedom, the freedom. Now, it, now, some people will probably listen to it and, and like, you know, they it'll freak them out, you know, if you've never heard it before. But basically what they do is they start off, and you can look it up on YouTube, and, and, and they just kind of like you hear them singing a little bit. And then I think Amanda Cook just comes on the, the microphone and says, just sing your song. So then she and Stephanie go into just singing in tongues. And then it, oh, then it turns from singing in tongues to a guttural cry where they're just yelling. They're just like, ah, you know, and it's flipping incredible. Like I, and, and every time I listen to that, you know, um, I do that. I cry out because sometimes I feel like we, in worship, we want to sing and we want to pray, but I'm like, but, but I don't know about y'all. But there's something in me that literally wants to cry out, that wants to yell sometimes in worship, that just wants to cry out from this place of, I have this deep desire and longing for Christ's return, for his completion, for his kingdom to come, a deep appreciation for who he is. And it's like it comes from within. And I want to read uh, read this verse for people that are thinking that I'm like smoking something right now. <laughs> they think I'm crazy, all right? So, Psalm 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. It says, All that is within me, bless his holy name. All that is within me. Everything inside of me, bless his holy name. When you think about what that looks like, to me that looks like your, your spirit literally crying out. And in this video, they're, they're just, they're crying out. And it is, it is the most gorgeous intimate worship and then later on you know they they sing and do stuff and then at the end they just say the name Yahweh over and over and over again they just sing his name it's gorgeous it's free it's it's there's you know it's not out of order because there's right order in the worship but it's just you can tell that the girls are so in love with who God is and so in love with adoring him and glorifying his name and so wanting him to be glorified and honored that it's just this river of expression that comes out. I don't even know if I'm making sense. Um, I wanted to read another verse really quickly. Um, and it says, and this is in Isaiah. <clears throat> and it says, Sing, O barren one. This is Isaiah 54, um, verse 1. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. I mean, I'm just telling you, y'all, there, 
you know, there's a whole nother level to worship than I think what a lot of churches experience today. Um, there's just a whole nother level. And, and I believe that in the last days, especially when <clears throat> one world government starts moving and everything, I believe there is going to be a worship movement like this world has never seen. And you're gonna, you are literally going to hear the cry of the kingdom come out of people in such a massive wave. Like you're going to see two strong forces. You're going to see the powers of darkness that are trying to just scorch and burn and pillage and destroy everything. And then on the opposite end, you're just going to see this, this, this cry, this worship cry that's going to come out, this sound that has never ever been produced before and it's going to be raw and it's going to be real and it's going to bring glory to God and it's just going to drown out everything that is dark and I'm going to tell you what I could go on forever Jonathan say something I, th I think <laughs> the big thing um, that really came to my mind this whole time is <clears throat> your worship is more important than how people feel about you and how even you might feel sometimes Worship when you don't even feel like worship. It, you know, like she was saying, sometimes, you know, you're up there, you don't feel anything. Still worship. I mean, I can vouch for that. I've been there and I'm just like, I don't feel anything, but I know that, you know, it's what God deserves and everything. And whether people admit it or not, they like to see bold worship. Because, I, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, I mean... I used to be in a Southern independent Southern Baptist church and I would run and shout in that church. And, you know, people would kind of make fun of me something. They'd be like, Oh, I hear, I hear Rebecca on the front row. I hear Rebecca. But at the same time, people would come up to me and be like, I love it when you do that, you know? And again, I'm not bringing glory to myself at all. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that, you know, people really do like bold expressions of worship, whether they'll say it or not, because that's where they're longing to go. Some people have no interest. Just like some people have no interest in Jesus, some people have no interest in worship. Some people would rather play church the rest of their life. They'd rather come to church, oh yeah, hear a few songs, get the word for the day, go home, forget everything they learned, forget everything they heard. You know, some people aren't going to care about worship, and that's okay, that's them. Who are you going to be? What are you going to do? What is your relationship with God going to be? Because if you base it on everybody else, you're going to get nowhere. And you have that's what you have to ask yourself is, what kind of worshiper am I? And here's the thing. You don't, you know, <clears throat> if you're somebody who is more introverted, you don't necessarily have to get loud, you know. Just get real. Get real. If that means that you're on your knees and you're in tears, get real, you know. Uh, lifting your hands, spinning, you know. Um, I don't know. Just get real with it. That's what I would say. You know, it's not that you have to be loud or you have to be this. You just need to be real and you just need to be raw with God. And you just need to say, you need to show God that you love him more than you love your ego or than you love the people around you, you know. Um, and, and I mean, it's, man, worship is what set, sets God on fire. It really does. When, when, when his kids... That's why the, oh man, that's why when you worship, that's why when you're in a setting where the house is in right order and there is this spirit of incredible worship, that's why the Holy Spirit is all up in it and people are, and stuff just happens. Miracles are happening, things are going on because God's, 
wants to dwell with his people. Like in Revelation, it says that God's dwelling place will be with his people. That's why his Holy Spirit is in us. If you are a believer, God longs to dwell with his people. All right? So <clears throat> he's drawn to that. He's attracted to that. He loves that, you know? So, um, but yeah, you know, just be bold, be brave, be raw, be real. Love God. Love on God in front of others, okay? Love on God in front of other people. You know, it's, it's honestly a test of how authentic your love for him is because if you're ashamed to love on him in front of other people, maybe you need to go back and check your heart and say, What's my, where is my relationship with God at this point? If that's really an issue for me, where's my relationship at? So, All right, Jonathan, anything to say? Any closing remarks? Anything you've got to add? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. You don't think so? All right, guys. Well, once again, we hope that you have a great rest of your day. And we'll see you next time with another podcast. See you guys.